The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. John Downey, uh, I know him for many years, political correspondent and columnist with the Irish Independent, had a very interesting speculative piece during the week which caught my eye about Fianna Fáil. And basically, I think what's not commonly known is uh, outside of Leinster House that Fianna Fáil in the share out of government's boils is going to pick the next EU commissioner to take over from Raid McGuinness in 2024. So who will Fianna Fáil pick? So how about Micheál Martin uh, going off into the sunset, having held several ministries, leading the party from 2011 to 2023, getting back into government? Um, or maybe Michael McGrath would like it. And that is what one of the things that John was speculating about, as well as some people are on manoeuvres. Uh, Barry Cowan uh, wants to discussion on the future of the party. You know what that's about. Uh, and uh, Malcolm Byrne, who's joining us uh, on the Friday forum, saying they should appoint a deputy leader. Good morning, John. What's going on in Fianna Fáil? Well, quite a lot. And you know what? If, the, if it wasn't for a, a certain other business that's hugging the headlines all this week, I think we'd be talking far more about the doings in Fianna Fáil. Uh, there's certainly, there is uh, a sort of festering discontent about how low they are in the polls, about a a fear that they're losing their identity as part of a three-party coalition, that they don't have a convincing message for voters to say, look, please vote for us next time. Voters may may be minded to do that, but they would very reasonably ask why. And Fianna Fáil don't have a strong message at the moment to explain you know, why they're different and what, why uh, it's it's worth persisting with them. Who do you think they will nominate as the next EU commissioner? I think it's Michal Martins if he wants it. Now, he hasn't said. In fact, he just says, look, I have a job and I'm doing it. it it's what I describe the ca- cast iron rule of politics. You're always, you're always there and going on until you suddenly announce, hey guys, it's over, I'm leaving. Because the very second you say you're leaving, we saw this with Enda Kenny some years ago, he had said he wasn't, he was fighting uh, the 2016 election, he wouldn't fight the one after that. And it automatically renders a politician lame duck. It's, it's not very fair in its way, but it's the way of the world and the way of politics. Uh, so I, I think certainly Michal Martin has the credentials. He's still uh, mid-60s, young, uh, very, very experienced. And, and also he'd sending. probably get a heavyweight yeah. portfolio as a yes. former prime minister, yeah. which would be in yeah. Ireland's interest. It would very much be in Ireland's interest. It would be good for Michal Martin. It would be good for Ireland. The, and the other... everybody accepts yeah. that, but then they say, where does that leave Fianna Fáil? The, the, those left behind are sort okay, of looking around. Okay, so, so I, think, I think the whole of the body politic is focused on local and European elections next June, general election next November. And we've had yes. no election essentially for four years except for a Dublin by-election and now we're going to have full frontal. My view, looking at the polls, so you have the redraw of the constituencies, the doll gets enlarged from 166 up to maybe 180. The magic figure is 90. Can't see Sinn Féin. Like, the seats, they, they left 12 seats behind them by not running enough candidates the last time. But that was on 24.5% of the vote. They're over 30% now. So Sinn Féin will lead the next government. They'll have over 60 seats. I think Fine Gael, my iron rule of politics is you don't last beyond 14 years. 
Simon Harris will take over, they'll go into opposition and therefore I think it will actually be Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil. So I can see a, a strong role for Fianna Fáil. They just need to position themselves as a party of government as opposed to a party of opposition. I think there's going to be a mass exodus for, for, from Fine Gael. But the 14-year rule does not apply to Fianna Fáil because they only got back into power. They were out from 11 till 20. Would you disagree with that analysis? No, I, I go with that. I go with everything, all, every bit of that. The thing I would add is that Fianna Fáil will have the most dif- difficult election before, during and after, and it's likely to be internally divisive. Uh, are they ready culturally to play second fiddle to the upstart Sinn Féin? I wonder. But that's Some, over. That's uh, over. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, like well, anyone who's yeah, in denial see. about that, that Sinn Féin are going to be the largest party. They should have been the largest party in the, in the present doll, but for the, and they were cannibalised those seats straight away. You know, there were sock dem seats and green seats sure, that should be, they, they were number twos after number ones for Sinn Féin. Yeah, I, I fully accept all that. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, it should, uh, the, the debate within Fianna Fáil will be, should we be propping up Sinn Féin? Should we uh, give them, or surely it's a job for the others, the left and whatever is left of Labour and our sock but Dems. Well, I mean, look, one of the this is all about Marx have. and Perks. This is about careers. I mean, what are they going to go into opposition? I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't see that being very counter, attractive, you know? That's the counter argument. Uh, and certainly, and you have an opportunity to go into government now. It may never, ever come round again. So that's Okay, that's so let's, let's fast forward then that Michal announces at some stage in the next 12 months that he's going to head for Brussels. Uh, and it, it, it's a high level. And he could even come back and stand for the presidency uh, from Brussels uh, if he wanted to. So, the runners and riders for the next leader of Fianna Fáil. <clears throat> to me, um, what I'm hearing is the emergence of a dream ticket of Michael McGrath uh, with Deputy Leader uh, uh, Jack Chambers. Uh, youth, experience, Dublin, and so on. Um, those yes. who mightn't be agreeing with that uh, would be Dara O'Brien and Jim uh, Callahan. O'Callaghan. Uh, do, do you think there'll be any other runners outside of those four? Uh, I don't think so. No, not not, not that, that I can see. And and of all of them, if you go on just sheer, uh, I mean, Jim O'Callaghan has, you, you know, he has no uh, government experience at all and very limited political experience. Um, of of the names you've mentioned there, I think Michael McGrath is uh, way ahead in terms of having been a very good uh, money bags minister, public expenditure first, and and now finance. And uh, he and Pascal Donoghue were the two adults in the uh, government. They got on with managing the business and collaborating instead of, of uh, bickering and, and sniping at one, one another. So that's in his favour. A uh, couple of things against him, obviously. He's, he's in the same constituency as Michal Martin. Some people will say he lacks charisma. He could uh, bore, for two nation, bore two nations into submission. But... You know, those are things that can be remedied. He does also look, if you're trying to sort of create new Fianna Foyle, bright, breezy, different, uh, that's not in Michael McGrath's favour either. The idea of uh, Jack Chambers coming on board, bringing... Or, uh, or Jack Chambers as a, a candidate. Uh, you know, he's Dublin, he's youthful. Yes. He has some ministerial experience. Yes. He has, and he's Dublin-based, which uh, if any party is going to uh, succeed and be 
part of government, they have to be able to take uh, uh, votes where more than uh, a quarter of, of the seats are in the greater Dublin area. So um, th- there is that argument in his favour. Similarly, uh, Darrell O'Brien yes, as, as a yes, Dublin... Yes, Darrell, uh, like, uh, um, uh, housing is, is the biggest political issue. Uh, economically and socially, uh, it's a huge, and, uh, and it's been it's the biggest an failing of the last decade. It has, yes, it, it has been a persistent failing, and uh, you know that's not in his favour. But he can argue that he's been making sense of it. That most progress was made on his watch, and uh, again. Dublin-based, articulate, uh, young... He, he might have a bit of the Bertie factor. You know, a bit of a Del yeah, Boy can get things done and, you know, yeah, maybe bit, deal bit with Sinn Féin, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a pragmatist, uh, to, plays the ball where it lies, plays the hand he's dealt, and, and does, doesn't uh, believe there can be a perfect world. So, yeah, he has... OK, he has, F- final uh, question, final question. The, these moves... Uh, uh, to fill the deputy leader post, you know, uh, Mihal was abroad at the time. Derek Caleri, forced to resign, wasn't reappointed. Barry Cowan writing to colleagues uh, looking for a fundamental review and low poll ratings. Who are they stalking horses for and what? Well, I think they are a, an effort. One of the things that you keep that I keep hearing around Leinster House is that the current uh, crop of Fianna Foyle TDs and senators are the most compliant ever. And that they're not really feared by the leadership. And I think this, these two things are a first attempt to try and wake them up and make them be more demanding of the leader in terms of what uh, he's going to do for the party. I don't know that they're necessarily stalking horses for anybody at this point. I think we're some distance. But there's no harm putting from, out conspiracy theories. You know, I love all. Yeah, that. well, I, so I, I've never been a conspiracist. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a screw up person, I believe. <laughs> all right. John Downing, a pleasure to talk to you. Chewing the cud there about Fianna Fáil, its leadership and future. Do text us 53106, a political correspondent and columnist with the Irish Independent. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.